0: We are back after how many months? I don't know. Two months, maybe. Two months, yeah, or just over two months. Just over two months, but episode seventy-seven. We're back with a bang um, to discuss basically all the news that's not happening around clan and UK ice hockey.
1: Exactly, well, plenty has uh, not been happening over the last couple of months. Yeah. And obviously, we are here to bring you up to
0: speed. Indeed, um, to be fair, a, a few things to do with um, to do with clan have happened. Uh, some possibly more significant than others, and um, I guess the plan is just to discuss briefly the the guys that have moved on uh, and or retired, um, and then obviously the recent news about the into administration might come up possibly and whether we will even have a season I know we've discussed that a few times before Um, but that will obviously impact it and then a wee bit of other news throughout the, the league but obviously that's all dependent on is actually having any ice hockey at all so what better place to start really than all the players that are jumping ship from the current clan team
1: yeah um, let's let's dive into because I think I think for a lot of these guys they probably have the same or similar kind of thoughts about uh, retirement um, just because of the uncertainty and so what's going on and obviously like a few of the guys have, have played you know a number of seasons now so um, you know they'll be used to, sort of, used to the league and uh, used to sort of going away and, and playing for the season. So, but we'll yeah. we'll get into all that.
0: Either. Yeah, I mean I, I'm still surprised that so many teams are making signings. To be honest, but I guess it's mm-hmm. on the the basis that uh, there will be there will be games, and uh, if there are games, then these players are going to play for whatever team it is. But um I think if there is stuff, then a lot of it is gonna be uh webcast and online stream based, which will be very strange you know it's been it's strange in the football and other stuff that started back and I think that hockeyki will be another one that just i don't know I don't know how successful that'll be, but for a lot of teams that rely on fans. Tickets, ticket money, which is basically all of the teams, <laughs> then, <coughs> then I, I don't know. I just, I, I see big problems, but it's not really the The financial forecast podcast. So we're, we're just, we're going to stay, we're going to stay fairly light and just talk about players, I think. Um. So the first of those that was announced as retiring since we last... Um, recorded was I believe Jordan Haywood. Um, yeah. And he obviously had some problems. He documented himself about injury. Um it was I think it was was that a blood issue where it was um, yeah, that's right. excessive bleeding or something like that. Um and it was it was going to be a decision anyway regardless of the coronavirus. Whether he played or not, so I, I think that's a big factor. But just with the the uncertainty, it was possibly the most predictable of the of the guys to move on. I would say that have announced already.
1: Yeah, I think we, you know we kind of discussed that towards the end of the season anyway. Uh, thinking he would be, he would be want to retire, um, and even if he didn't, I don't, I
0: don't think he would have been back uh, at Glasgow anyway. Is that is that because you think he didn't he didn't enjoy it, or you think we wouldn't have him back?
1: Uh, I don't think we would have him back. I think he was, I think he was brought in as a. Sort of, it's that old, sort of cliche, but his CV. looking uh, yeah. back at that, and from you know coming from the DL and DL 2 I think he was so sort of brought in to be a. As a sort of rock, ah. Uh, in defence, and you know, uh, for various, various reasons, reasons uh, and that never really happened, both for him and for the team. So, um, yeah, I think, and because of what, what happened with Fitzy as well, and, uh, I felt like there was going to be a, a purge again. So, yeah, uh, start from scratch type scenario.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't think we've, we've seen the end of it, but um, of course, it wasn't on our our personal list to bring back I don't think obviously not many were uh, but yeah for those those reasons I do agree he wasn't he wasn't maybe the standout that we thought but then in a difficult year we've said you know it's hard um, he was he was alright he was fine <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a, it's yeah. the, the one thing I will say is it's a shame if, if there's people retiring as a result of injury in one way or another regardless really of, of who it is given that that's kind of been their career for the past however many um, seasons so that that is, that is a shame from him but yeah. probably not not the biggest loss to Clan, but um, hopefully he gets on okay in whatever he does Absolutely The um, next up was and I think I've done these in um, the order in which they were announced but Might might not be anyway, so uh, Mac Howlett was announced as not returning um, Mm. to pursue another opportunity. I'm assuming that just means somebody else has signed him, or he was signed for somebody else.
1: Yeah, I think he was, um, was he not moving? Uh, uh, I think I'd maybe read something that he was moving closer to home, so... um, don't know if that, I don't know where he, where he's from. I mean, probably South England, but um, so maybe a team there may have picked him up. Uh, and you know whether that's whether that's Elite league or EPL. I don't know, but I guess we'll soon find out. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's what was happening with him anyway. Um, for me, not. I mean, it's not it's not one that I'm that I'm gutted about. Uh, to be honest you know he was he was a decent skater and um, I think he had uh, decent potential coming in Uh, again given his uh, his background and uh, where he sort of learned how to play professional ice hockey but in a league like this you know he was he was too lightweight uh, really for me and you know the the skills that he did have um, I don't think he utilised them enough to to be kept on uh, but then obviously the other side of the coin of that is you've got um you know issues about finding young Brit talent and um, you know who's who's going to come in to, to replace a guy like Mike
0: Howlett yeah that that's that's definitely the bigger issue it's a good point that uh, it's possibly not the best league for um guys of that age and certainly not stature to come in and uh, learn their trade so to speak I mean he spent what the past, the, the two years before he came to us in Finland uh, where you know potentially and I'm only guessing but I would be almost certain that it's not as, as physical a style um, and then obviously playing with 13 14 imports Um he's not going to be, be given much time and space. And I, I think that that showed it's maybe not the best platform for guys like that to develop. But then, yeah, how do you, how do you bring them through? Um, you can't exactly really just wait for guys to get to a certain level somewhere else and then bring them in because you're almost certainly going to get other teams plucking them out since, you know, if they're any good kind of thing. Uh, you know a a UK team probably wouldn't be able to attract somebody if they got to that level uh, in another country but yeah I I don't know it's hard with him him specifically again like a lot of these guys they show promise but for whatever reason they just um, weren't able to really do it you look at possibly other more experienced Brit players that aren't The biggest, say, like, for example, Ben Davis. He was more effective for whatever reason. Um, I think a lot of that's down to experience as well. And he's not... Howlett wasn't given loads of ice time. No, I think that's that's fair as well, yeah. So it's it's hard to come on so much. Obviously, you've got all the training time, but... There's no, the classic cliche of there's no substitute for match, match minutes or, or ice minutes, ice time yeah. Um So, I mean, it's hard. So, where he goes, I, I'm not sure, I think, if he goes to another team in the Elite League, then I fear that you might just see more of the same. Um, but, yeah. You know, I don't know. A guy like, for example, Liam Kirk that played down in Sheffield who's then gone on to eh, North America and obviously he's a, just a better player but um, I think you've got to be that, that real proper talent higher level to to manage it and I'm just not sure he he is that.
1: No. It's funny you should bring up Liam Kirk because I wonder if that's what Clannad had thought um, about bringing bringing a guy like that in and trying to to coach him up that way, um, and you know maybe that worked with uh, under Pete Russell, but um, I just don't know what you know if uh, if Fitzy really knew how to how to kind of bring him on. Um, yeah, but to be fair, like to be fair, to Fitzy, I don't think. We saw much improvement
0: um, over the course of that first season he was uh, he was here with, with Pete Russell no and then you, you've also got kind of the shadow of Jack Musel as well where it's it's kind of in, in the same vein that uh, there, there wasn't really much promise or improvement and uh, you know if the team aren't going to benefit from having these guys around, then they're not going to want to keep them, you know, because it's it's about the results, really. There's an element of bringing guys through, and I think that's part of what the whole Paisley Pirates type and Solway Sharks partnership's about. But at the end of the Mm. day, nobody's going to turn up and watch games if we're playing 10 youngsters and getting hammered every week. So,
1: Well, who knows knows what next season (laughs) will be.
0: Yeah, true. No, not watching them, just watching it on webcasts. Not in person. We'll watch ten youngsters skating about in a webcast. Well, then,
1: well, maybe, we'll, we'll come on to that later.
0: Yes. Yeah, no spoilers yet. Um Right, so I mean, again, how it it'll be interesting to see where he goes and how he does. Um, but I think maybe just for whatever reason we're not finding that the right guy to come in to help Clan and that's what the club sees as the main thing I think. Um and obviously he's he's appreciated that maybe it's it's not the right match so he, he moves on. We'll see where he goes. Um next up was uh, Patrick Coleen. I and mean, I think that was a slight slightly out of the blue. Not that with any inclination either way, but um, I just didn't get the impression or the instinct that he was going to retire. I thought maybe one or two more seasons, wherever that was. Um. So, if we get if we do get a season, we're looking for another netminder. Um, we've discussed Colleen at length, really, haven't we? Uh, I think we'd said possibly looking at a a goalie tandem if, if we were keeping him on. Um, not not the most devastating blow again, uh, but you know I think I think it's just one of these things. You are going to see a, a lot of players retire, uh, and I think I think that's just just really the start. But you know, we'll see We're, we we can't pick decent goalies really, or outstanding goalies since possibly even Kyle Jones. So. I don't really know. It's not really a surprise in that sense.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I would I would agree. Um, and yeah, I would, I would echo what you said as well. It's, it did that one sack was a bit of a shock, I guess. Um, you know, he's he's played in the league a, a couple of years now, or three years maybe. Um, but you know, it's like with anything else now, it's the uncertainty around um not only the, this season here but um if there's gonna be a season anyway really. Um and with the this uh the number of cases that there are in North America just now and uh you know players travelling over uh, to play in Europe and uh you know with without a start date for a season or if there's ever going to be a season or yeah. um and then obviously the issues with quarantine and, and visas and all that so it's, you know there's a lot of different aspects um, that surround it that have probably made the decision a bit easier for them
0: Yeah, th- th- probably it is the case that they were maybe thinking it's a possibility I mean, there's, mm-hmm. th- there's the guys who will be intent on playing next year in whatever capacity and then you know, nothing will stop them kind of thing other than them not being a season but then guys like Kalina I think, and, um, also, as might come up, uh, Scott Arson at Fife, as he'd said, that, you know, it was a possibility this would be the last year, and the situations has really brought it on, um, so why, I guess, why risk it, really, because it's, it's their income at the end of the day. I don't know how, how many guarantees teams can give these guys uh financially that's really that's really what it is but um killing definitely had his moments certainly <laughs> in the in the Haywood testimonial <laughs> he had his moments um but season wise i think he he was hung out to dry a bit at some if, during some games um and then other games not so convincing but I mean I'd I don't know I, I didn't I didn't mind him as a goalie but I think he was less of less of your taste
1: yeah well I guess you know sort of seeing how well he could play um, and you know just not not getting that consistency I guess um, throughout the season was a, was a major issue for me and I guess that that then led on to, well, if you're going to have a goalie tandem, then why not keep? Because I think you can you can have games where he's he's unbeatable. Um, but, you know, over the course of the season, we never really saw a great deal of that. And, um, and yeah, the, the team in front of him probably had, that, had a big part to play in that. But, um, you know, from last season and, and probably the season before that, you know, he's not he's not had the best of teams um, working <laughs> with him so it's it's difficult to say um, for sure but uh, again I'm, I'm not too fussed really
0: now that, the amount of shots that clan, clan goalies have to face the year before or the years leading up to and the year set after joining clan is what forces them into retirement <laughs>
1: Yeah, it could be. Um, if it wasn't for the well, if it wasn't for the, the season with Ryan I, I'd probably say it would have, uh, would have been a record.
0: Actually maybe it was a record last year. Maybe it was. Disguised right. by a disguised by a decent start, but it, it could it could well have been a record, well, maybe I need to to look into that. Um, okay, so so next then I think was the guy that um, we would both and probably most people would agree was the biggest disappointment to hear he was retiring and that's um, Scott Tansky. Uh, again, probably a, a victim of the whole situation and I know he obviously had injury worries, I guess you could say. Um, but I think I think probably his, his fitness and, and stuff towards the end of the season was was back on track. Um it's a real it's a real disappointment to lose him because I think he he brought a lot to the team.
1: Yeah, he's um he's a huge loss I would say for us. Um he's probably probably the only one that people mentioned that I'm genuinely gutted about as well. Um I think given, you know, he was he was only thirty years old. Um but like you say, so sort of last season he had uh, some injury issues with his, with his back and stuff like that so yeah. uh, you never really can tell with lot of these injuries um, but you know so given given his work ethic and you know puts 100% in every game and um, maybe that's maybe that's just eventually taken its toll but he definitely seemed like the kind of guy that could have played until he was 40
0: <laughs> yeah it seemed like that
1: kind of guy like he, did. Kind of he did he yeah. did Brendan Brooks type but yeah not to
0: be. Yeah. I mean, I think eventually when you hear from some of these players possibly if they expand on their reasonings, I've got no doubt that the coronavirus is probably the most significant, the most significant reason. Um, but, you know, he, he's the kind of guy that I think all teams would like to have in a way. And he certainly fitted fitted in with the clan clan way of things. Um, we said a number of times he wasn't a big a big point scoring guy, but he was just a sort of ultimate teammate, if you could yeah. put it that way. Um and he, he seemed like certainly I, I think he was an assistant captain, wasn't he? So he was he was part of that uh, leadership group and he just you know, it just seemed like he, he understood the, the team and stuff, so it is a shame to to miss him. I think one of the main uh, ways you can tell if you think you're going to miss a player is when you remembering when we actually used to go to games and certain guys were missing through injury or whatever that um, you know, the way you felt disappointed or more worried if a guy wasn't in the team compared to hearing that he was I think Tansky was one of those guys that gave you a boost when you heard he was in the team in my opinion yeah Um. and if he was if he was missing you know you missed you missed a, a piece of the puzzle and yeah it's a shame so obviously we're, we'll be wishing him all the best but I wish he was I wish he was coming back for the non-season <sighs>
1: It does. It does kind of make you wonder. What, what can a team will have if there is a season? Um, because this the delayed appointment with uh, with the coach. Um, I guess that's yeah. a topic for either later or or another time. But yeah, it's just that as I say, he's, he's a huge loss for for us. Um, definitely wish him all the best.
0: Yeah, I mean, he only played. Twenty nine games this season. And he played sixty last year. Um, so he was he was lost for half of the season as well. Um, give or take, you know. Obviously, it was cut short. But yeah, uh, a big loss, and it it does. It does make you wonder. I mean, the other name just briefly was was Chad Smith. I said before he came on that. Um, there wasn't really any news from the the club's point of view, but it was announced. Was it Murrayfield Racers? Did they tweet about it. I'm signing for them, or was it was it Chad Smith himself? Uh, uh, no
1: idea, but I don't remember. I don't remember. uh clan.
0: No, I've I don't. I don't anything, think. About it or... I don't think they've said anything about it. Um, and you know, we we both think it was. A slightly strange signing to be honest. Um so uh, you know, whether whether or not it turns out that we've uh, we've missed a trick letting them go we'll see, but I somehow doubt it. Um you know, not really not really got much much else to say as harsh <laughs> as that as harsh as that sounds. Yeah.
1: Nah no, it was I mean it was it was kinda a strange uh, addition from from Fitz to bring him in. I guess that was kind of at a time where we had loads of loads of injuries, and uh, you know he, he wasn't really getting any minutes at five. Um, so I, I don't know if he was expecting to come in and get a load of minutes here, but yeah, uh, obviously he's not not really the sort of caliber of uh a player that that we're looking for really Um, but then who knows the way that soft season's going could be a huge miss yeah
0: well let's um, I suppose let's just come on to that because the main the main news recently is um, obviously the into group entering administration as far as well the statement as far as that's concerned the arena and stuff is is just going to be run by whoever the administrators are not that anybody can go in the shopping center at the moment inside and use the arena and things like that but um yeah the doubt the doubt that that casts on next season i think that then ties in with the fact we don't have a coach um because again why okay you might have a lot of good candidate cvs at your door but why would why are any of them at the moment gonna to commit to possibly a season where there's not actually a team? And if there is a team they don't have anywhere to play.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's kinda uh, it's kinda worrying, um, going forward if we, you know, because obviously um you know other other teams are are looking at candidates as well and um, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not the, the best of situations, and uh, obviously it's out it's with the, the club's control, really, um, at this point, um, although they did release a, a statement um, yesterday, but, you know, so sort I'm of going through that, I didn't really say that much, and um, I guess mm-hmm. they probably can't, at this stage.
0: Can't, can't and don't really know, to be honest, because... Yeah, yeah. For, for all they know, I guess um, somebody, somebody else will come in and um, either buy it or whatever else, however else it works. Um, it would be a bit weird to play in, in an arena that's kind of being run in administration. I don't really know how all of that would work financially. I mean, I, I can't really see I'm saying, oh that's fine, you know, we'll still fund we'll still fund this ice hockey team and we'll still you know, run the arena and all that for you, regardless. I don't know how much the club pay and rent to the arena, but it all seems a bit it all seems a bit unlikely to me in a in a worrying way if things don't pick up from the you know, if, if, if that situation doesn't improve, obviously the coronavirus is an issue, but you might find that other teams are, are ready to play whenever the season starts, and you might just, we might just not have a team. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's, it's not it's, a good sort. It
1: is a dire situation. Um, like you say, though, they, they appear to still be operating at the minute, which I guess is some kind of good news, but with the the operating losses that, that the company is
0: running that it's just <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And no no number of clan fans or clan fundraising can get can get <laughs> that turned around. You know, it's not it's not as if the group are dependent on Brayhead Arena, so how many how many fifty fifty tickets? <laughs> Would we need to, sell
1: to to buy the arena. <laughs>
0: yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really doesn't really bear thinking about it. Um, you know, if some um, Middle Eastern um, investor wants to come in and buy the team, I'm I'm not really going to be complaining. But um, you know, it's uh, yes,
1: yeah, get Alan on an eight year deal,
0: just <laughs> so he can do that wee celebration dance. <laughs>
1: Apparently he's said uh, that, that contract finished
0: today. Is that it? contract the, the Newcastle
1: down, you? that Newcastle offered down Pardew. That is, uh, yeah. An, an eight-year
0: contract. I remember yeah. that. Did um, who else get a real long... Did Moyes not get a real long Man United contract? Yeah, Or, or somewhere. Wherever it was, yeah. Insane. Well, maybe... Maybe we've got somebody we're going to attract all these high-level imports on 10-year contracts, even though we never actually see a a team. I don't know. Um, But, I mean, I I think the the phrase I'd written down in the notes was that the club are still pumping out news, uh, which they they are still managing to. I mean, they're putting on these um, uh, clan classic videos, which are basically just reruns of old games. Um, I can't actually say... That I've watched any of them, I don't know if that makes me a good or a bad fan, but um, they're still doing that. They're still selling official shirt off the back tickets and fifty fifties and things. As far as I'm, I can see. Uh, but all that has seemed to lead to the idea that Neil Black would be open to providing webcasts for the for season X. If it actually happens, which I, I mean, I, I guess it's a good thing. Um, I would I would probably watch games, a lot of games on webcast if it was the only way we could see home games. Uh, but it's just, it seems to be that there's this huge U turn, but it is a, a desperate situation, basically. It's going to be probably the only way that people are going, to watch, are going to watch games?
1: I know, that's the thing. Um, yeah, I'm in a similar boat to you. I've not seen any of the Clan Classics. Um, but I know that I could watch them at any because I think they're all on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I guess that's obviously not the point. But, um, but yeah, I just... I wonder how much the club's making out of those games. Um, because if they're anything like... Uh, like Dundee and Manchester um, you know selling 50-50 tickets I know that uh, fans from other other clubs have been helping out to buy tickets there because the the price pot's that low so uh, you know I don't know if it's if it's really worth it but then I suppose I've listened to to interviews with uh, Gareth Chalmers on it and he seems pretty um, pretty buzzing about it Um, <laughs> saying, saying that it, it, does, I mean, yeah. it does, yeah. Um, saying that you know it could be something to look at even next year, with regards to revenue and yeah. To be honest, I don't. I don't see that as a, a viable option every every off season. Um, you know, under the circumstances. I no,
0: think plus plus you only get so many classics to choose from <laughs> before you get to the point where but, you're repeating the same stuff. I mean, I, I like I like the idea. I've got, I respect what they're they're doing, and you know it's bringing in this income, and it's kind of keeping um, some of the fans the fans' interest. But I think I'm more. I'll be I'll be buzzing when we know we've got a team, and we know we've got a coach in a season, so the, yeah, you can yeah. you can hang the carrot of watching all these classic games, or whatever, all you want, really, but. In all honesty, with me, I'm just, I've got no excitement about it until until we know it's happening.
1: Yeah, definitely. But um, regards to the webcast as well, though, I think you Neil know, Blacks finally realizing that um, they can be a a money making machine. Yeah. Um, for sure, yeah. Even during the season, because, uh, you know, think th- like thinking about how much money the club will make from webcasts. Um I know. You know, for especially especially for games that are sold out. So and I know I have found myself uh a, on a couple of occasions where I couldn't buy tickets to the game um until like the sort of last minute and then realised well it's sold out and the only way that I can follow the game is through Twitter updates. Yeah. Um so, you know that that seems daft. Um yeah. but, I can see I can obviously see why why they're why they'd
0: be worried about it, but, you know, if it's... I don't... So, they must have done whatever business calculations these people do about it. So, the, the argument is always that they want people to go and get the experience, and no doubt that they'll spend more money when they're there than they're on a webcast. Obviously, the, the ticket price is, well, probably, realistically, double, isn't it? It's going to be around double... what I'm trying to say is the webcast will be half of a ticket price, if not less, I'd like to think. Um, But it will
1: be for the the gold seats anyway.
0: Yeah, you're losing... So you're losing that, but, I mean, surely... I don't see... From my point of view, if if I've got the chance to go, then I probably still will, rather than watch a webcast. And you've got the however many... Okay, not thousands, but possibly hundreds of away fans that won't make the trip, but would watch a webcast. And I, I don't know how much other teams make from it, but given that eight out of is it eight out of ten Guildford maybe don't do it, seven, seven yeah. out of ten teams do it. Then you know, I think I think you've really got to. To look at it, and he did. I'm sure did Nottingham not do some kind of stream. I'm not. I don't think it was paid for, but it was, whatever it was, some kind of stream during the the season when it was on, and I think they saw good viewing figures. You know, so um, yeah. I, I don't see a webcast having much of an impact on home fans going, uh, and you know the the away fans that come. Normally, it's groups of them that have maybe come up from down south or you know, you're always gonna get a ton of five fans. You're gonna get yeah a fair fair amount of Dundee fans. Um so I I yeah. just see it nowadays being the, the sensible thing. Yeah.
1: And it'll all come well it'll all come down to how much how much they charge for them as well. Oh, um, if
0: they if they fly in at like fifteen quid or twenty quid or something <laughs> then Yeah. But we'll- that's that's not going to work, because um, it has it has to I, be good. Because you can definitely have a shite webcast. You know yeah, you need to make product sure the product's good
1: before.
0: Yeah, and the the problems that the arena seems to have with Wi-Fi and cameras and whatever else, then there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to put on a good service. I think that definitely there's the people in place to do it then the ideas will be will be right but the actual it needs to come down to the product as well you know like Dundee's webcast good um, but then I don't, from what I've seen of Fife, I don't think that's anywhere near as good, um, for yeah. example so it's, it's something to think about, but again you can be webcast in an empty arena the way it's yeah. going, so we'll, We'll find out. <laughs> yeah see that see that crowd noise in the football yeah is that is it fake based on what's happening or is it are they playing back recordings of fans watching it live do you know because I, I don't, don't really know
1: I, I don't know but I have I have wondered that because there are like there's parts or something will happen during the game for example, somebody will get sent off and you'll play. I think they tried to set a mimic well, what what would? fans would be like right. if somebody gets sent off. Right, okay. I don't know how they do it, though. I've got, I've got no idea.
0: No. Because at first I thought, you know, they've got the, some of the, or most of the grounds, they've got the screens up where they've got fans watching the game on the screens. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I thought they were playing back audio from fans that were watching the game from home or whatever it was, but then, how are you going to, you're not, nah, I think I think it must be fake actually, it's not, it's never in time, like, it's kind of, it's not, nah, shite, anyway, enough of that, don't care. do that, don't do that in the ice hockey, I'd actually rather just listen to the players shouting, than,
1: oh yeah, I, I would prefer that, anyway,
0: you know if it's a if it's a behind closed doors game then make it behind closed doors and, yeah because there's yeah. A, a bit of that experience to be had you know don't do not do a sort of halfway house thing where it's it's deteriorates from either other way of doing it I don't know what I'm trying to say but oh, well, I, no, I, I know you're
1: getting that definitely
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I think um sorry. Moving on, I don't let's see the the clan chat stuff.
0: Yeah, the the kind of podcast, video cast things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you if you listened or watched any of that, I have yeah. Right.
0: I, d- I did in in preparation because I knew we were doing this as well. So I thought I need to be I need to be a bit more clued up.
1: That that I mean, seems as good a reason
0: as any. But I have not. Right. Uh, I've not seen. any of them. Yeah, okay. and it's a shame, really, because you know the guests that they've had on have been pretty good. But yeah. The. I just never really
1: get get into it.
0: It's yeah. It's pretty. I have to say, I, I think they're they've been not bad. Um, who was it they had? Did they had Matt Keith on? Um, Paul Gar.
1: Yeah, as well.
0: Kristanovich, I didn't see that one. Uh, I saw the Paul Gardner one recently. And to, see, see, to be honest, there's actually a lot of quite good stuff in it because, okay, Paul, Paul Gardner was only at the clan for half a season or whatever, and it was a terrible season. But actually, as a coach and a guy and what he's done in the game and his family and stuff, so like his dad, his dad, I think, won two Stanley Cups. So he talks about that. Um Stuff he did as a player um and his coaching and things and that's actually quite interesting um yeah the um and you know he i think a lot of the the connection there was through Gareth and actually Paul Gardner recommended john Tripp to to Gareth Just so that so he it said he said you know he was disappointed how that went but no he he was interesting. Keith, I mean I I just he's Matt Keith's just a nice guy, he still seems involved in keeping up with the club, so that was fairly interesting. Um I think he's in the fire service now, possibly. Um and what was the other one? Don't remember, but um there there's a fair a fair bit of content. I mean Matt Haywood and Gareth Chalmers are there to add a, a wee bit about it. Um, well actually I think one was just Gareth himself possibly. Uh no. but no, if the if the guest's decent then they can give some some good insight. You know, especially if they're not if they're not playing anymore then mm. it's a bit it's a bit more interesting. There's probably only so much Matt Haywood would want to say given he's the current captain and stuff, and then Gareth as well is a bit a bit kind of by the book, I would say. Still, but the guys who were there and are retired or moved on, I think they are more interesting. So the the gardener one, I would say, was was worth a listen Yeah, I uh, I
1: mean I will, I will get round right to, to Maybe.
0: seeing them at, at one point. But um, just
1: thought it was it was worth bringing out the um, you'd mentioned about clan news. <laughs> Plan and news. and some non non news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, they would uh, churn out. Um I don't I guess that's maybe what's putting me off the clan chat stuff as well is just having to <laughs> scroll through all that shit to get to them. But um, Yeah it's yeah. Can I ask you though? Have you you, have you bought a beach towel? Eh hey,
0: I've not. I've not bought a beach towel, no. <laughs> Right,
1: just because they're on, they're on sale for all for all those uh, holidays that you're not going on this year.
0: That is, it is really one of the one of the more incredible clan merchandise items. <laughs> uh, I see that there are. What else? So I'm. On, I've actually gone into the store just now. Um,
1: they're waiting to um, November uh, to launch the
0: clan sun <laughs> Clan Clan sun cream and sunglasses set. <laughs> um no nah, the they beach don't the beach towels are just nah, what the timing of that is just I don't I don't really know what to They've obviously just sat
1: they've, they've had that prepared since the start of the year probably. And then,
0: yeah, and they've thought we still need to sell this. You
1: know, yeah, we've got this. We've got all these towels that we need to punt, so
0: in the background i don't know if you've been on the the shop but in the background the logo the guy's got sunglasses on right the the clan warrior guy whatever he is with the the, the sword on he's <laughs> he's got he's got sunglasses on but he's not get he's not get sunglasses in the towel so i mean it's right. it's, it's what are actually making that that's worrying as well but I suppose As. I suppose they'll be they'll be getting possibly some money from it. I don't know. I if mm. they've sold many of those, then I really will be amazed. Yeah, the soccer
1: jerseys are quite like them. Ah, I'm a fan
0: of them. Yeah, I think I think the soccer jerseys accepted. have been one of the one of the the better things that they've come up with. Um, I think the first ones were were in the. The Champions Hockey League season, maybe, I've got one of those. Um, you know, that's that was a sensible um, decision to start doing those. Just you know, I, th- I think that works. Um, but the the tills, nah, I'm not. I'm not buying that. Excuse the pun. Um, some of the other stuff. Um, you know I like the I'm I'm all all for the promotion of the the pride material and all that I've got not really got a, a bad word to say about that but uh, looking at some of the <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff they're on is is not even nah I'm not even gonna if they still if they still got those uh, those
1: like foam fingers no it was like a bear claw.
0: Well, I'm on I'm on page one. They've right. got the they've got the clan face masks as well. That's, yeah, I uh, do I quite like that. that that's actually. that's sensible. Again, you know, as a something decent to sell. Uh yeah. they're selling bracelets made by Craig Moore. Uh and that there's only one thing on page two actually, a fridge magnet. But I think yeah, they have come up with they've come up with some decent ideas over the years, but there's a lot of a lot of shit. Out. The time they were selling the pucks for what was it like twenty quid or something? That was just Yeah. I don't know <sighs> Some some good, some bad, but the, you can never you can't really ever fault the effort but a lot of it doesn't translate well.
1: No. Uh no, it doesn't. I just I wanted to the the
0: beach towels because Yeah. If anybody if anyone listening to this has bought a beach towel, please let us know and I'll I'll be surprised. But maybe
1: <laughs> Let let me know we you're going on holiday. Maybe I'm
0: wrong, yeah. Send us send I'm sure Clan will ask for pictures of your holidays with your beach towels because it will be some scheduled automatic tweet that they made in January but they've not turned off right <laughs> um, okay so I mean that's I think that's really all there is clan wise I mean one one thing that I did briefly mention that ties into clan is Scott Arson retiring other than the the last two seasons with Fife and time with Sheffield he was a decent guy
1: yeah no definitely Um, again probably a, a similar kind of scenario to to the other guys that we've mentioned um, probably made his decision easier for him uh, yeah I think I, I think it's fair to say he's a, a clan legend um, from his time yeah uh, obviously that that's solid uh, partnership with Jamie Fritch. Um yeah he uh, he will be he'll be missed definitely in, in the league uh,
0: yeah yeah I think by Fife as well he, he was yeah probably one of those players that was mainly went about his business unnoticed I would say um, albeit you know he had quite a couple of big moments in, in clan colours I think. Uh but you know he was solid, he's a good player. I think came up actually on my YouTube the other day. I recommended um it was like an OHL classic moment. I don't know if you've watched any of those I think is it Sportsnet that are doing like NHL classic moments and things like that. But anyway, an I'm OHL watching. one came up. And it was London Knights against um, somebody, and uh, I thought I'll have a look at because it was around oh five oh six, and yeah. uh, and Mister Arson was there, so um, that was another That's right, yeah. another memory that I had of him. But he uh, no, I, I thought he was I thought he was a good player. Um, probably one of the better looking players ever to grace the doors of Brayhead Arena. Um and a good shot shots fired at Josh Grant. <laughs> True. Um and a and a good player. A good player so um he uh hopefully again all the best to him for whatever he does. He'll be I'm sure Fife will miss him more than they more than they know. Um but he won't miss coming back to Brayhead as a Fife player that's for sure. Um, elsewhere in the league there is still a bit of high profile business really going on Um, the usual suspects I think uh, Cardiff re-signing quite a few players of that core as they always really seem to do, Joey Martin back for a uh, 7th season maybe is it in Cardiff uh, Joey Haddad um, Stephen Dixon as well did I see he was back possibly um, Mark Richardson etc but they have they have lost Andrew Lord who's gone mm-hmm. to take a job in, in the East Coast League can't remember specifically what team it is uh, King Phil Swamp Rabbits yeah that's right Um I saw I saw a bit of his, they did a, a kind of press conference thing for him and he was properly, properly emotional about leaving. I know he had um, that contract that said he could, you know, look at other opportunities every summer, whatever comes up. So I think he, he did have a few and maybe knocked a couple of them back, but um, he's obviously a, a really good coach with potential and I think he sees that as a chance to ultimately you know if he's looking to reach the nhl coaching level in some capacity which i think these guys are at the end of the day then that is that is a chance for somebody who's still pretty young and uh he'll be he'll be hard to replace because he's put in a good you know a winning legacy almost there but somebody else has got to come in and carry that on and that'll be difficult
1: yeah, um, definitely it's, uh, it's a big a big job to fill, um given the success that they've had and um I think the ability to, to keep that a sort of core group of players as well. Um it'll be interesting to see who who they bring in and, and what kind of players they bring in. Um, you know, if they stick with it the sort of mold, um that's there already or
0: um, yeah.
1: yeah, go for for something
0: a bit different. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just brought them so much success. There's obviously these guys who are just buying into the team and clearly playing for the team. Mm-hmm. Um and for somebody like Joey Martin to stick around for six or seven seasons, I think he's the captain now and stuff, it just you know shows how much they probably enjoy playing for that club. And um again it's it's gonna be the same every year until Somebody else proves that they're up to it. Then Cardiff are probably going to be the favourites going into to the year at the moment to season X, um. But season X, you know, that's what we need to call it. Um, looking elsewhere, uh, Coventry. I've got Luke Ferrara back, and um, we. I think we maybe mentioned that in the last last recording possibly but big signing um Evan off david bro so that's that's some good business getting those guys back um i don't i can't see immediately if they've made any new signings but team guys are still obviously prepared to commit to it um, so you know if if we got any kind of stuff news like that then I would maybe start to feel more confident but it's all it's all the other teams at the moment
1: yeah um, and that you know this I made made those uh, signings earlier on in the year so I mean it's been that long since we last recorded but that was um, (laughs) (laughs) end of April beginning of May um, those those uh, signings were made so um obviously keep you know what want to keep that that kind of core uh group of guys um there as well given the you know they, they had a really good a really good season overall um
0: yeah that that seems to pitch. be the the path to success in this league to be mm-hmm. honest most of the time i think ha- having some kind of core back although saying that We've tried that as well and failed so uh, it's maybe not quite true but um you know the these guys are obviously good players so yeah uh, I've got no doubt they'll do well again if if they get on the ice. Um a new a new goaltender for Guildford Kevin Linscoog I guess that's how you say it. Um it looks to be looks to be a pretty good pick up to be honest. Uh, I think Guildford really just worryingly seemed to be pulling further and further ahead of the likes of likes of us and the business that they're doing and the guys that they can retain in my opinion it's you know I think that's John Dunbar's back as well Um, and that, that just is the level of goalie that you know I just I don't think we seem capable of attracting or affording or whatever way of getting to the club. I think he would just be a good goalie.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, again, we, we know that Guildford sort of favour the the tandem goalie. Um, so I wonder what the what the scenario will be um, for them going forward because he yeah. looks like a really a really good netminder. Um, could it be that?
0: Could it be that Travis Fuller makes his way back to Glasgow? No. <laughs> Is that a big rumor that? Not, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, not unlikely. Um, that would be interesting to get some opinions from people on that. Uh, but no, that this guy, big Kev, as I'm, I'm assuming he's pretty big. No, he's not actually. He's only five eleven, so he's he's normal sized Kev, but. Uh, <laughs> you know, some good stats there and other teams can just find good goalies, so I'm confident that he'll be pretty good. Um Dundee doing just going about the, the Dundee business. I mean they've made they've made the classic pasha signings all of which will probably be good players and turn out to sign for other teams in the league with more money after they discover that that's where the talent is um, brett orr connor sills and uh who else have we got michael poirier so great all, name okay all, great name yeah all guys from um, north america university system um and with, with Dundee being that far ahead of us on signings it's uh you know, it's time to kick in the gear, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um but,
1: I don't know. It's just it's, it's one of those things though, 'cause at the same time. No,
0: nah, we don't have a team, we're not even gonna have a team. <laughs>
1: exactly. For a number of different reasons. But it's you know, everybody else has is, is got the one the one reason of coronavirus was we've got.
0: Do we even have ace to play on? Yeah, I know. No, know it's uh, it is pretty worrying. Um us trying to see if there's any, anything else. Brian Connolly and Mark Matheson both left um, both left Nottingham. Duncan Spears, ex clan, moved mm. down to Peterborough from Dundee. Um Harabal has moved on from Sheffield. I mean there's, we could we could talk about this for ages but um until I until I start to see more Glasgow clan text under the two column then it's really this is really as good as you're getting from us. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um not really not nothing else to add, I think that'd <laughs> no. be sad no. we're gonna cover it.
1: Can yeah. I cover most of the things regarding yeah. signs? Uh, sorry, I was just looking there because I had completely forgot that Lyndon Springer had retire, retired as well, but we yeah, obviously yeah. covered that
0: last time. We did, yeah, last time. Um, a lot of re- retirees. I, a, real, team. a real big amount. I mean, it's there's no doubt that it's going to be the the record, I think, in the league for retiring players. Um. Get certainly, it. certainly for us, it seems as though we have probably already broken the season record for retiring players. But it's you know it, it is understandable, and obviously these guys have got to guarantee safety and income and all that. So I don't, I don't uh, grudge them that. But you know, hopefully we can be, we can have some more positive stuff to talk about in the in the near future. But I think it was good just to discuss what has gone on so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. going back into the swing, I think. So. Yeah, and um, for the for the start of the season X.
0: Season X, yeah, and then um, once the once the football stuff starts picking up, then uh, we can we can get back into that. Obviously, the big big one O in a row is uh, is on the horizon, um, and I think you've got to really feel comfortable that, that that'll be delivered. Well again we'll we'll visit that. <laughs> yeah
1: we'll, sporadically
0: throughout the season. We'll visit that when it when more when we're when we're closer to time, but um you know, let's let's just hope that in all seriousness we can we can get a team and uh a season in, in some capacity, that'd be great. I know obviously the NHL are looking to get back up and running for their playoffs and stuff, so um, hopefully that's not our only source of ice hockey towards the end, the end of the summer, but it might be. So we will no, no. see. Here's hoping. Um, all right, well, decent decently update. Hopefully we not rabble on too much and people are actually semi-interested in what we're saying eh but we do we do hope to yeah we'll we'll try and get more regular eh updates as soon as we hear stuff I guess Um. and yeah hopefully everyone's still staying safe and doing well and all that (laughs) otherwise you'll hear from us next (laughs) June
1: I was gonna say otherwise it'll just be I was speculating and
0: Talking about beach towels. Yeah, no, nah, we don't want that for too long. No, you no. Know. Well, um, thanks for anybody who's listening. Hopefully, you've got your are relaxing in your towels, um, and we'll be we'll be back as soon as possible. I guess with uh, our ghost predictions for season X. But <laughs> stay safe for now and uh, stay safe for now and chill. Oh, that's good. That is good, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. Anyway, all the best, folks. Um, And we will now leave you with a wee song. (laughs) Not more, (laughs) can we? We'll leave you with nothing. Catch you next time. See
1: you then.